Hello, happy Thursday. I'm actually recording this at 11.45 a.m. This is probably the earliest I've recorded one of these episodes in, <clears throat> excuse me, probably over a year, um, <clears throat> I think at this point. But, you know, I have a busy day today and I wanted to, you know, get the show out of the way um, and then upload it before, you know, I, I just really, you know, get my day. I apologize for an episode on Wednesday. You know, I had a couple things come up that normally do not come up. On Wednesday, but for today's episode, we're going to get into some players that could, you know, that are going into their final year of their contracts that, you know, could they be extended during the season? That's mostly going to revolve around Tristan Jari. And I've, I've seen that topic a lot on different, you know, different people that have Penguins content on social media and just, you know, who cover the team and all that. So I'm going to give my thoughts on that. We're also going to get into, um, you know, the, I think the Metro hierarchy and where the Penguins rank right now. Going into mid-August, as you know, we, we're basically almost a month away from training camp and a couple other news and notes items for today's episode. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Before we really get started for today's episode, I um, just want to send my heartfelt, you know, my thoughts and condolences to the family of Ben Stelter, um, the diehard Edmonton Oilers fan. He's only six years old, died from brain cancer um, this past week. You know, his dad, Mike, put um, a beautiful post on Twitter. If you, if you haven't seen it, um, just, you know, his at is M underscore Dan 25. Um, he was at um, numerous Oilers games during the year, just an inspiration to so many people in this world and um, just a, a great kid touched all of our hearts. And um, you know, it's just, it's, it's really sad. Um, but, you know, I just want to start out with that, you know, so incredibly for their loss and, you know, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to, um, his family and his friends during this time. Um, now we can get into the meat of the episode. So you know, I've been thinking about this, you know, the last couple of days. So you you go to the Penguins cap friendly here. Um, they have, they have quite a few players that are going into their their last year, the contracts, or you know, if it's a one year deal. And one of those players, Jason Zucker, five point five million this year. He's a UFA next year. Teddy Bluger, same thing. Denton Heinen, only a one year deal. Josh Archibald, he's a UFA after this year. Um, Brian Dumoulin, he's a UFA after this year, and then Tristan Jari. What I'm really going to start with, though, is Tristan Jari. So, you know, and he's definitely been, uh, uh, I guess, how do I want to say, I guess a mixed bag since he came into the league. You know, his regular season numbers, you know, they're not terrible. You know, 2019-20 when he was with Matt Murray, um, played in 33 games, he was at uh, 921 save percentage, 2.43 goals against average. You know, when you look when you look back at it, he probably should have started that series against the Canadians just because, you know, I, I think, you know, Sullivan, and I was guilty of this too. You know, I, I was confident in Murray because it's a fresh slate. It's a fresh um, slate for him. That was Sullivan's guy. You know, <clears throat> he didn't end up getting the job done. And then you put in, Tristan in for an elimination game, actually plays his tail off gives up that goal with only a few minutes remaining because the Penguins looked like they didn't even care that they were in the bubble 
um, at that point. And then, you know, you fast forward to 2020, 2021, has a decent regular season, has an um, 909 save percentage. You know, it's basically league, at, league average, you know, 25 and 9 and 3, good record, but, you know, wins for a goalie. I don't really put a lot of stock into just because, you know, that's a team stat. Um, but individually, you know, goals against average, a little higher than I would want. Um, 909 save a little lower than I would want. And then this year, you know, rebounded a bit, you know, 34 and 18 and six, 919 save percentage, 2.42 goals against average, four shutouts, you know, finished um, top 10 in the Vesna seventh, actually. Um, and, you know, you, you also look at his overall metrics on money puck, you know, saved almost 13 goals above expected. Um, you know, that, and that's 11th in the league. You know, that's actually tied for 10th with Ilya Sorokin. So he was basically a top 10 goalie, you know, per money puck. And, you know, I, I've been seeing this a lot from, some, from you know, from, from people, you know, either around the team that, that cover them or, you know, fans that, oh, yeah, you could get an extension done for Tristan Jari this offseason. It's like, okay, sure, but is that really what should be in the best interest for the team? You know, remember, we still have not seen him, you know, atone for what happened in 2020-2021 when he was the main reason why this team failed against New York Islanders, the Penguins. They outplayed them for well over half of that series. I would probably say it's 65 to 70%. I think the Islanders definitely outplayed them in, you know, a couple of those games. But I would say in the majority of those games, uh, you know, at least three, probably even four, the Penguins were the better team. They just got sunk by Jari. And, you know, this year he was on pace to go into the playoffs and potentially, you know, ride that redemption story and, you know, show everyone, including myself, that that was not him last year. You know, lo and behold, Anders Lee obviously had other plans. He, you know, barreled into Jari, broke his foot. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and call him, you know, Chris Kreider with Carey Price and all that stuff. I think that's just a plain old accident um, with Anders Lee. But that definitely put a wrench <clears throat> into his plans. But now, you know, it looks like he's fully healthy. He's having a full offseason to train again. You know, this year I think is going to be the big year. And, again, I just – I'm not comfortable with extending him right now. Honestly, I'm not really comfortable extending him during the season either. You know, goaltending, you know – you very rarely want to pay a lot of big bucks to the non-elite goalies. Like even, even this summer, for example, you know, Darcy Kemper in Washington. I think he's a fantastic goalie. You know, is he a top five goalie in the league? No, but you know, he got five million per year. To me, you know, maybe that's a little bit steep because he wasn't that good for Colorado in the playoffs. He's probably gonna make me eat crow because he's been really good during the last few regular seasons. Um, the Capitals had to do something at, at that position. I commend them for, it, but still, you know. Is anyone here comfortable giving Tristan five million a year right now? I would like to think most of you would say no, but you know, there's probably some people out there that you know what I would love to hear the arguments as to why he should get on um, that kind of money. But you know, the the reality is, you know, he's he's never shown, in my opinion, that he should be getting that kind of money. Yeah, okay, he did play at a at a Vesna caliber level during the first half to maybe the first two thirds of the regular season before falling off because, you know, he was, you know, getting too much playing time and then DeSmith was not playing well and all that other stuff. Um, <clears throat> but again, you know, I think he's at least, um, at least an average starter in this league to probably a little bit above average, but you know, is, you know, are you thinking he should be getting top 10 goalie money and that kind of stuff? No. And you know, the, the goalie market next year, you know, if I can go on to cap friendly here, um, and just, uh, and just, um, Take a look here. 
um, real quick, um, make sure that this is, oh, make sure this is next year is uh, free agents. If I can update the results, um, <clears throat> don't know why. I don't know why Cat Friendly is just being um, weird. Uh, whatever. I, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to, to, to make this work. And I, I guess you know what. Whatever. Um, I, you know. Okay. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out in a second. Um, I'll have to look, take a look to see who the goalie options are next year. But you know, he makes three point five right now. That's a fine salary. Just Smith makes one point eight. You're, you're only paying your goalies. 5.3 million for the season for a cap strap team like the Penguins. That's very solid. I will take that any day of the week. But, you know, again, in my opinion, you know, with the numbers that I just gave you, you know, his overall stuff in the playoffs, you know, I don't think he's shown yet that he should get a long-term lucrative extension with the team. I think, you know, there, there, there will be a time to really have this discussion, probably closer to the playoffs next year, if not after the season. Um, but I just don't want Ron Hextall to, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> rush into this like he did with Jeff Carr. Remember, you know, having a great year. And at the time I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. If he keeps this up. It's going to be fine. He went, he came crashing down to earth and stunk the rest of the year. Yeah. I understand he put up 18 goals, played okay in the playoffs, but you know, I don't know. I don't think he's going to score 18 goals next year. I'd be kind of surprised at the point. Um, so th- th- that is, I think, one of my biggest fears, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> with, you know, just the overall, you know, with the, the stance with that is like, okay, if you do rush into an extension and say you do sign him, you know, what's to say that, you know, he is going to fall off a bit and then you're stuck with him for, <clears throat> you know, h- however many years, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, three years, four years, five years, at, at, you know, at a pretty big cap hit. So I, I, I think the Penguins, you know, they, they got to be pretty, I mean, you know, they got, they got to be pretty careful there, you know, to, to, to say the least. And, you know, I mean, I'm looking at, yeah, here, I, I do have the goalie market up here um, <clears throat> right now. And, you know, it's, it ain't a good market next year. You know, I mean, Braden Holpe's up, but I don't think he's playing this year. You know, <laughs> Andrew Hammond, Dylan Fergus. I mean, a lot of these goalies are just. I mean, there, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, we, we, we all thought the goalie market this year was weak. Um, <clears throat> I, I will say this: it is pretty freaking crappy next year. You know that 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 that's all I'm gonna say at this point. So, you know, maybe they can work out a trade for one. Like Colorado did with Kemper last year, if if you know that they're um, able to, but you know, right now I want to let this season play out. If he does have an elite level season, that's a caliber for a full year, plays we're very well in the playoffs. Be, I would be very open to extending him, but until that happens, I'm going to remain a bit skeptical of extending him, and I would want to wait until either around the playoffs <clears throat> um, or a bit after the season. But that wraps up my thoughts. Um, on that part of the extension talk. Coming up in the, in the second segment, we're going to get into uh, where I think the Penguins stack up in the Metro right now, uh, which is basically around mid-August. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of time that changed between now and training camp where the Penguins can finalize their roster, but wanted to get into that after I was listening into a Ranger space, actually, the other night to support uh, my buddy Nick Sararis, and they, they were going around asking um, them where they think 
the Rangers uh, fit in. So I wanted to use this uh, segment to talk about where I think the Penguins are. But coming up, uh, but before we get to that, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I start taking athletic greens because, you know, didn't have time in the morning. Sometimes I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. Um, so what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. Now, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, also supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens use the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product irritations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's get into the second topic for today, which is, you know, doing a little Metropolitan Division hierarchy, you know, heading now into mid-August, you know, the offseason, you know, getting closer to being over. You know, I, again, you know, it's it's funny, you know, this I, I hate this month just because it's so slow, but it's flying, it's flying by, you know, sooner or later, I'm going to be, you know, going to Aruba with my girlfriend for our two year anniversary. Um, uh, right, right around September 6th. And right after that, in a week or two training camp starts. So you know, I'm just counting down the days to both those things at this point. Um, so I, I know it's been tough lately with not a lot going on, but bear with me. You know, we're, we're, we're getting closer to coming out of this, you know, this dead period here, but, you know, going into this season with the Metro, you know, it's, it's an interesting division, but, you know, <clears throat> I do think at the top spot are the Carolina Hurricanes. I know Max Pacioretty is going to be out until February. That is a killer injury for them. Um, it is, you know, they they basically got him for free um, from the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and he, he tore his Achilles. Um, it sounds like they're not really going to Kucherov him, so they're not going to put him on LTIR for the rest of the regular season. But um, right now, looks like he's out until February. You know, you look at their lines, and this comes from a cardiac, the cardiac cane account. No, Savetchnikov, Aho, Jarvis, Teravainen, Kokinyemi, Martin Nechas, Jordan Saul, Andre Kasha, Jesper Foss, Brian Dezingle, Jordan Martin Hook on the fourth line. De- they're definitely not as deep as they were, but I still think, you know, defensively, when you look at, you know, Brent Burns is there, Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci. Um, you know, I, I, you know, their goaltending Frederick Anderson had one of the be- had the best seasons of his career last year when he was healthy. They saw Ranta. Um, I, I do think this is still the best team in the Metro, and I think they're only going to get better when Pacioretty does come back. So I still would have them as the favorite right now. I know they're going to be without Pacioretty for most of the season, but um, I still think they have enough offense. They're they're well coached. They're good defensively, and Anderson is potentially going to have a really good year again. Where I think they can still um, and should be the favorite 
in this division. Next up, I would have, you know, it's either a mix of the Penguins and the Rangers. Um, I, I do understand why some people, you know, have the Rangers at that number two spot, and I would probably put them there too. But, you know, <clears throat> the Rangers, you know, people don't want to, their, their fan base doesn't want to say this, but they lost a lot of offense this, this offseason. Andrew Kopp, gone to Detroit. Ryan Strome, gone to Anaheim. Um, Frank Vitrano, gone as well. Um, you know, those are, you know, they, they lost a good chunk of offense. And, you know, Tyler Mott, he's also gone. And sure, you know, they brought in Vince Trocek, seven years, almost $6 million per. And <clears throat> he's basically going to take that Ryan Strong job. But, you know, <clears throat> the Rangers, a lot, I think, has to go right for them to finish as high as they did again next season. And they definitely can. But, you know, it's just starting to be at 935, 940 again. I think that's a really strong question to ask. Are, is their power play going to be at 25 to 30%? For an entire year. I think that's also a very good question to ask. Are their kids also going to make a big time jump? You know, Heedle, Lafreniere, Kako, they're good players, but <clears throat> are they going to be those consistent 50 to 60, maybe even 70 point players that I think some of their fans expect them to? You know, so far, all three have not been able to do that. And they showed flashes in the playoffs of, you know, being that next wave of really, really good elite players in this league, but, you know, so far, you know, in the, for the regular seasons, they have not done that um, just yet. So I'm definitely a bit skeptical of, of some parts of the Rangers, but I do think, you know, it's, it's them in Pittsburgh, I think going to be jockeying for that second spot. And honestly, you know, if, if the hurricanes do struggle a lot more than I expect them to with Patrick Reddy out, I expect the Penguins and Rangers to potentially battle for first place in this division, you know, with, with them, I think the Washington capitals, they're right in that top four as well. Honestly, I think the top four from last season, is unchanged that that is how i see it um right now the capitals you know they they, they had some good moves this obviously you know getting dylan strom on a cheap deal i, I think he's going to be a really nice backstrom replacement because i don't think backstrom is going to play at all next year darcy kemper you know they were able to get him to be their star goaltender you know they they, they made all the changes to their goaltender you know, they got that st louis blues um <clears throat> back up and i'm almost just uh, for oh I'm um, pretty sure it's um uh Lindgren, Lindgren, excuse me. Um that's their backup. So yeah, they they just brought two new goaltenders in, you know, it's the right move for them. Um but you know they had their forward group, I think, is still pretty decent. Um I'm not sure if they're ever gonna be a contender again, but you know, they're gonna certainly try their best as Ovi is getting up there in edge. I think most of their fan base just wants to see him break the goal record at this point anyway. Um sure they probably want him to get another cop. I mean, he only has one in his career, but you know, still, you know, I, I think, you know, they, they made some good moves this offseason that, that should have them comfortably back um, in a playoff spot. So that's my top four right now. If I had to rank them, I'd go Carolina as like a 1A, Rangers as a 1B with the Peng- with Penguins as a 1B, B minus C, and then I would have the Capitals, you know, right behind them. But, you know, I don't know how, I don't know if that top four is going to go exactly as you saw. Last year, I think you might see some flip-flopping and stuff. Um, when I was in that Rangers space and a couple of their fans were saying that they're going to be like a top three team in the conference next year, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know where that's coming from. But um, I think they're going to be really good. But you know, I think, again, there's I, – I just – I'm not sure. They, they, they had a good, as good of an offseason as some have thought. Um, outside of that, I would probably put Columbus in that number five spot. Um, you know, they, 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 were, they were decent – Last year, you know, a little under 500, but, you know, still like 20 points out of a playoff spot. Johnny Goudreau, 
will help them get closer to a playoff spot. But, you know, you look at the rest of that team, right? And, you know, who else really scares you, you know, just in that forward group? I just that, – that's the thing I think that I'm still coming back to with regards to um, the Jackets. You know, Jacob Warchuk makes $8.2 million for the next two years. He barely scored it all last year. Good, good playmaker. Hardly scored it all. Hard pass. Patrick Wanda, four years at $8.7 million. All that guy does is basically just – pot goals and when he's not doing that he's really not doing much for you on the ice you know gustav nyquist okay jack rosovich okay you know but sean corrali eric robinson you know chikanov cole sillinger emil bernstrom you know you know it's just i mean there's really not much in that four group outside of good defensively you know, Warensky's really good, but he's also making $9.5 million. I don't think he's ever going to be worth that money. Erica Branson somehow signed four times four. You know, Gavrikov is there. Adam Boquist is a decent player. Jake Bean, Andrew Big. And then, you know, in goal, Merzlikens, if he can bounce back, it, make things, it makes things, you know, a little bit more interesting. But I just don't see how this team cracks the top four next year. Even, even if Johnny does have a 90-point to 100-point season, I just don't see it. Um, number six, I would probably have the Islanders. I know they probably have moves coming that will probably catapult them into, into that number five spot. And there's rumors that they could be close to signing Condry. I know Kevin Weeks is out there saying that. Um, oh, wow. I took my phone right now. And um, geez, sorry. I apologize about that. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights just announced that Robin Leonard has expected to miss the entire 23 NHL season. Wow. Okay. That is some massive news. Um Maybe they'll be in the goalie market now. Um, sorry, anyways, going back to what I was saying, geez. Um, you know, the Islanders, and, and you know, this is this is what Lou does, man. You know, he always likes to play the long game, likes to wait to announce the stuff. Remember, it was like a late August day last year where they announced like the Parise signing, another signing, like, it's just all like these extensions and all this stuff. Um, Kevin Weeks said that he, has, he might have like three to four moves coming. So, you know, that's, that, that's just how he operates. He's a boomer. That's what he does. Uh, I just don't, you know, they haven't really done anything this offseason. Yeah, that's going to change. But right now, I mean, I, I don't think they're a playoff team next year. And they also fired Perry Trotz. So, you know, whatever. I guess in the bottom two spots, the Devils and the Flyers. Um, Philadelphia, you know, I don't know why they think they're contending. Their their four group is terrible. Defensively, they're not good. Carter Hart hasn't been um, himself the last couple of years. New Jersey, I like their young forwards. And I think Jack Hughes is pro- potentially going to have a 100-point season. But, you know, it really all depends on them with Mackenzie Blackwood and VTech Manchek. Um, if they can get decent goaltending, maybe that can slide them up a couple spots. But, you know, I just don't see it too much right now. So that's my Metropolitan Division hierarchy as of right now. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into um, you know, a little more of those potential contract extensions for the Penguins during the offseason, you know, I, I mainly wanted to headline in the first segment with Jari because, because that's the biggest one. But, you know, I'll get to some of the other ones to end the show here. But before I get to that, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one scores for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information, from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline or use your phone to learn more of the trends in action. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get into um, some of the other um, potential free, the other players that are set to be free agents next year. Um, one of them starting with Jason Zucker. Um, no, I'm not extending him during the season. Um, the only way I even extend him is if he has um, a season for the ages and if he accepts a lower AAV. Um, I'm not sure if he's ever going to be worth uh, $5.5 million. I think he's probably just going to walk next year anyway. I don't think he's going to have that season for the ages anyway. Um, the Penguins should not be touching him. Uh, with regards to extension, well, you know, from a ten foot from a ten foot pole, in my opinion, you know, Teddy Bluger, two point two million, you know, good fourth line center. I'm just not sure how the organization evaluates him. I've heard from someone that they're not that high on him. You know, take that, take that um, from the person who is, you know, you know, closer to the team than I am. But you know, that's what I've heard. So, and you know, it, it lines up with the, with the scoop I had for you all that. He was in the original trade offer for Jeff Petrie with Marcus Pedersen. So I'll take that for what it's worth. I'm not really sure how enamored they are with him. You know, maybe it was just a matter of, you know, to get a good player, you have to give up a couple good players. But so I'm not really sure he's going to get extended next year. You know, maybe if he's having a good season down there, he could get an extension during the year, even though Ron Hextall doesn't like to discuss contracts during the season. But no, who knows? I think they could potentially be looking elsewhere next year um if you kind of see more of the same with him dan heinen 1 million he's 27 if he has another strong year um i would be very open to signing him to a multi-year extension he should not be getting 1 million right now that would be absolutely crazy um i mean absolutely crazy it's absolutely crazy that he is only getting that i mean just 18 goals last year 15 of them at 5v5 tied for first on the team with Sidney crosley for the most um it's criminal how underpaid he is um, Josh Archibald, no, I'm not extending him during the season. I don't think he's going to be that good anyway. Um, Brian Dumoulin, $4.1 million. Um, No. Um, I, even if he has a good bounce back the year this year, I just don't think you can get away with extending him. You, know, you, you look at where he is right now, 30 years old. He's going to be 31. <clears throat> Do you want to be the team that's paying him from his age 31 to 35 seasons. And I understand that the Penguins are already paying a lot of players who are older a good chunk of money. You know, Brian Ross is going to be making a, good, a lot of money, said, you know, if any Malkin, of course, thing. But, you know, Brian Dumoulin is not any of those players. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he, he is not. Uh, he's, you've already seen, you know, the tires really start to have their, you know, their marks made. If, if that makes if that makes sense, I, I think I got that right. But you know, if I didn't, I apologize. You know, you're you're already starting to see just you know a lot of tire marks on the road here, and and, and there's also again there's no get full guarantee that he does bounce back to sure. You know, obviously I think the Penguins are counting on him too because they I don't think they're going to trade him um, during the rest of the off season. But um, there, there's definitely a lot of risk you know involved with that. And I think more teams are going to be willing to pay Dumoulin what he wants when he hits the open market next year. Um, just because, you know, he, he has that two times selling up pedigree, you know, he's a good defenseman in his own zone and all of that stuff. So, you know, sure. doesn't bring a lot of offense, but you know, veteran leadership again, I, I know I'm repeating myself here. I apologize, but you know, veteran leadership, two times selling cup champion, 
good defensively, doesn't beat himself. All those, you know, the intangibles aspect, all that stuff is just, you know, NHL GMs love that from a defenseman. If, if Eric Goodbranson is getting $4 million per, I actually would like to see what Dumoulin gets, even though he's 30 years old. So, no, I would not also touch an extension for Dumoulin. Um, I do think he's going to walk next year anyway. Um, I think this is probably going to be his final season in the black and gold. But, you know, I'll be rooting for him. I, I hope he does bounce back. I hope he, I hope he proves me wrong. Um, but right now I'm just, you know, not super confident in it, um, to say the least. So I think that wraps up today's uh, show for the Locked on Penguins podcast. I apologize for, you know, being startled when I looked at my phone to um, make sure I didn't have any alerts yet. It looks like Robin Leonard is going to be out for the full year for Vegas. So that definitely, that's uh, a big deal um, for the Pacific Division and obviously for Vegas as a whole. But um, <clears throat> I appreciate all of you listening to this episode. I'll have another one for you all on Friday as you know, we continue to chug along through August here. First couple weeks down, a couple weeks more to go, and then we'll, we'll be hitting September, and then training camp is right around the corner. So, again, I appreciate all of you listening. Thank you all so much, and I will be back with you all on Friday.